Today is International Women's Day. It's a day to celebrate women's triumphs, but also a day to raise awareness of problems affecting women around the world. Our next two guests are confronting the obstacles that get in the way of immigrant and refugee women taking care of their mental health. Now, this conversation is going to include mention of suicide, so if that's going to upset you, you might want to turn away for a little bit. Rihan Dunkel is manager of mental health services for Isharoon, that's an organization that serves Somali women in Minneapolis and Burnsville, and Elizabeth Ruskin Shanklin is a clinical supervisor for the organization. Rehan and Elizabeth, are you with me? Yes. Yes. Thank you so very much for being here. We appreciate your time. Rehan, I'll start with you. I know that you are very worried about the rates of suicide among immigrant and refugee women in Minnesota. What What's going on? What are you hearing and seeing? So, especially for me, being in the Somali community and helping the East African, we're seeing the number rise uh, this year of the amount of suicide. So we just wanted to put awareness out there to educate our communities for better to understand the suicide rates and how to prevent it if their family members are going through a mental health crisis. What do you think is behind the rising numbers of individuals taking uh, dying by suicide is it is it stress is it something going on what, what's going what, what do you think is happening so a lot of factors into that and i think elizabeth can talk more about it and more like the factors are family stressors uh depression hitting and just getting out of the covid and going through readjusting back to society right now everybody is having a hard time and falling behind on how to become social again. Elizabeth, what do you think? Um, I think um, that's true. And there's a, there's another piece connected to suicide, and that is uh, human relationships with one another. Isolation is a really big issue for people who are encountering suicidal thoughts. And one of the issues is that 54% of general practitioners are surprised by the suicide of their patients, which means that we're not connecting with people who need assistance. I'm wondering about stigma around mental health and mental health care in some communities. Rehan, do you want to address that? Yes, uh, especially in the... African community, stigma is the biggest thing. We don't want people to know that we have mental health. We don't want to share our problems with anybody. We want to keep it personal. And the idea of somebody knowing that you might be facing something and having the community know about it is the biggest fear that our community has. And that's the reason a lot of them don't want to seek help is the whole stigma behind everything is that they believe the whole mental health is... Um, a devil inside of that person, and that reading the Quran on them should uh, relieve that pain. Seeing professional help or getting professional help is out of the question. Mm. And then, how do you convince individuals to seek help? Now, the younger generation are telling their parents that they need help, and parents are having that tough conversation with their kids about what is mental health. And now we're putting it out there that mental health exists. And we're putting it as in the same as a person who has a physical health that needs extra help. 
So relaying both of them and helping them understand the brain also is an organ that does need protection, that does need care, and understanding what is mental health and what is the whole uh, HIPAA against people sharing their information is actually having a little better with the stigma behind it. But now it's like the older generations are the toughest generation to break that barrier. You know, I'm also wondering, Elizabeth, maybe you can address this. Is there uh, an issue with cultural competency among professionals, just a lack of cultural competency among mental health professionals? Yes, there is. And one of, there are two new programs that have been developed that are centered around a narrative approach with clients. And there's something that we can do as professionals with clients, and that is to establish a collaborative conversation. And collaborative conversation is one where the telling of the story is one that's handed to the client, and the therapist uh, assists that client in being able to speak to the story. We know that when someone has had suicidal thoughts enter their lives, that in that moment, they are making a decision not to commit suicide. And it's that decision that is part of that collaborative conversation because that is the unfolding of all the things that this person values in life. So it's that creating of the story. And I think, as uh, Rehan indicates, sometimes I think people feel fear about the mental health system. And it's this initial conversation that's so important for us to learn how to do. Mm -hmm. Before you both go, I'm wondering what your message to women who need help might be. Elizabeth, I'll begin with you. And then Rayhan, would you please chime in? Elizabeth? My message to them is their story of strength. If they are bringing this statement that they have had suicidal thoughts enter their lives, that they are also reacting with strength. And it's that strength that we need to celebrate with them. Rayhan, what's your message to women who might need some help? Is that is getting help doesn't mean that your family is going to uh, break away or that child protection is going to get involved, that there shouldn't be a fear of that, that your family will be protected just because you're not getting help is to take the help that you need to better for yourself. All right. I appreciate talking with both of you. Thank you so very much for your time and your work. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We've been talking to Elizabeth Ruskin-Shanklin and Rayhan Dunkal, who help connect Somali women with mental health services. They are speaking on a panel later today as part of Isharun's International Women's Day Conference. And a reminder that if you or someone you know is in distress or are having suicidal thoughts, you can call the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline at 988.